Hey folks, it's the Herald and Modcast Weekly Podcast. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> uh, on this week's edition, we're going to be reviewing a uh, now streaming film called The Good Neighbor and also reviewing Taboo Episode 4. Yeah. yeah the Good Neighbor's uh, Netflix. Netflix yeah. Now. Yeah. I had heard about it actually from my sister because I guess because she's in a movie called The Neighbor. Oh, right. And I guess there was some sort of like not like anything big, but just like, yeah, there's this other movie called The Good Neighbor that's different with James Caan. Yeah. And she's like, it's supposed to be pretty like good, pretty kind of weird and stuff. And it's like, oh, and it's on Netflix. So it's like, we'll watch it. It's and so uh, we ended up watching it. Yeah, it stars James Caan, Logan Miller, who you might know from The Zombie Guide to the Apocalypse, which we also reviewed. In The Scout's Guide to the Zombie oh, Apocalypse? Oh, sorry. Scout's Guide to the Zombie. The yeah. Zombie Guide to the Apocalypse. <laughs> Just step hey. one, be a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that title. Step two, eat brains. Yep. <laughs> Kira Gilchrist, uh, who was in Dead Silence and It Follows, uh, young British actor is in it as well. The director is Kazra Farhani. Um, he was an art department vet uh, doing stuff like Star Trek Into Darkness. And uh, writers are Mark Bian- Biancully and Jeff Richard. Um, they're both attached to a new project called Salem Village. Oh, Salem. Uh-huh. So The Good Neighbor. It's, uh, it's uh, I guess we'd call it a thriller. Yeah, it's a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's sort of not that thrilling and moments yeah but ends it's up being rather thrilling but it's about these two teenagers who uh, clearly one of them you know sort of is a troubled one and the other one eh, has some problems too his parents are divorced and they hang out together in his room all the time and they concoct this elaborate plan to spook uh the neighbor who's everyone hates in the neighborhood james Kahn, who's basically a widower and put cameras in his house and yeah they want to do it for like an internet project to sort of, I don't know if it was a scare school project. It's a scare him, but also like get views. And experiment. They, it's a documentary experiment. Right. Like, you know, social experiment where they're going to fuck with them and put in cameras and like servos and little mechanical things. To yeah. Basically simulate a, a haunting. A, right. A poltergeist and then film it with all these hidden cameras. And so they go and they break into his house while he's gone and like plant all the hidden cameras and sort of they Basically, he'll sort of home alone his house a little bit. Yeah. With little gadgets and gizmos to set stuff off. Right. And, you know. And so they do that, and then they sort of have their home base at the kid's house, the troubled kid's house, troubled, you know, yeah. sort of like the, you know, little shit guy. And uh, they have all every all the cameras on in a big, contr- in, their, in the bedroom, like a yep. control room. And they're filming it, and they want to record it and sort of spook them and drive them insane. They kind of want to drive them insane. Which is shitty. It's really <laughs> shitty. That's the thing. You don't know whose side to be on because yeah. they paint James Caan as this old asshole. That everyone in the neighborhood doesn't like. And you do, you see sort of examples like he, a guy with a dog comes up, and he threatens a dog. And then yeah. from the kid's point of view, especially the one who lives in the house that's kind of the little fucker, he really doesn't like him, and he basically says he deserves this and all this stuff. And yeah. so we we learn who James Conn is from the kid's point of view, and we're basically it's the perspective is that he's, and this movie's all about perspective, and it's like mm-hmm. this is a bad guy who's getting what he deserves, but right. they. Yeah, they torture him basically. Well, they try to, and they sort of begin it 
and uh you know and they have a couple things that they do you know like they have like the screen door sort of move on its own banging banging against the the door jam and he's they think he's not like really freaking out like like as the movie goes on he's never really that freaked out but he's reacting in an odd way right and we don't know what that's about because we know his wife died but we don't there's the one kid sort of alluding to the fact we don't know well no yeah we know his wife is is not there yeah and the one kid is alluding to the fact that maybe he beat her he actually says he was a wife beater at one point and, and maybe she's dead. They, and he has the basement locked. Yeah. And so you start to, they start to sort of fuel the idea that maybe she's dead in the basement. Yeah. And they're like, why would he have a locked basement? And they, yeah. they're, they're filming him and they're sort of timing him. And he goes down to the basement. He doesn't come out till the next morning. Right. And so like, why would he be in the basement all night by himself? Yeah. Like, there's dead bodies in there or it's like a murder shop down there or something like right. that. And so they're trying to figure it out and they call the cops on him once because just to fuck with them and he basically tells the cop to fuck off you know? yeah and so you really do start to see that this guy oh he's kind of a shitty guy well that's what you're led to believe and you find yourself as an audience member being sucked into the kid's perspective of right. this guy's a bad guy yeah but even still both of us were still like this is still like not you no matter how bad of a guy yeah. the old man is like torturing an old lonely man yeah still it's hard to get on the kid's side yeah you know i think that was not i don't know if that's a flaw in the writing or that's just us but it was still like i was never like a hundred percent on the kid's no, side it, well and i think no i don't think it was a flaw i think they wanted you to feel that way i think right. that they wanted okay. you know i think that there was you know they definitely designed it that way but it, it takes you and they also do these flashbacks or flash forward that will basically the story of what they do is a flashback and then they interject court scenes yeah there's these court scenes where you realize that the kids are on trial for something or you don't actually you don't know who's on trial someone's on someone's trial. on trial you don't and someone's dead but mm-hmm. you don't know who it is. You don't know whether one of the kids is dead. You don't know whether the guy's He's dead. dead or they're all yeah. dead or yeah, what so so we know something criminal has happened. Right. But we don't know any of the specifics. Yeah. But as the story goes on, uh the the, the past story of them filming him, it cuts back to the present right. which is them in court, but we still don't know who is in court until right. like the last scene of the movie. and it's actually clever the way they do that. Oh yeah, it and, is clever. And the reveal, I mean you really sort of we're not gonna obviously tell you what happens or what the reveal is, nah. but it just it it you sort of go, Wow, that's a better movie than I realized it was. It was that's gonna what you be, said. Yeah, for sure, because there's not a lot of um, scares or anything. No, it, 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 there's not a lot of. Uh, I mean, the payoff is worth it if you stick with it, yeah. and it's worth sticking with. But uh, like, just sort of scene by scene until you get to that final reveal is, you know, I wouldn't say it's not boring, but it's not thrilling. Well, and you're sort of thinking it might have been a thriller, but then right. when you get to the end, you're like, holy shit, that's pretty fucking interesting. That's interesting, and that's really yeah. more like drama. Well, it's also a moral... I mean, I'll tell you, and I know I brought this up before, but it really completely reminds me of a Hitchcock film called Rope, which is well, it's about... kind of like Rear Window, too, but like... But really Rope, because it's in Rope, these two young men in the very beginning of the film, kill their friend mm-hmm. just because they decide to do an experiment to see what would happen 
about killing an ordinary person mm-hmm. and then they put him in a in a box in a like yeah, a table yeah. and serve dinner to his family on the table and but the and Jimmy Stewart's in it and there's a lot of I swear the writers must have watched that film because they probably watched a lot of Hitchcock movies. it's a lot of moral imperatives and sort of examining the whole are we better than this person? This guy deserves it because they talk a lot about how he deserves it. And it's the same mm-hmm. kind of themes of it doesn't matter because he deserves it. You right. know, how, ex- that excuses my behavior because right. he deserved it. So yeah. it's like what I did, which is really a horrible thing. Yeah, it is pretty horrible. Not that bad. Not that big a deal. But the uh, Khan is James Khan, of course. He's, he's good. awesome as he's always. Good. Yeah. Really and uh, he does it. It's a very sort of, uh, you know, quiet, but thoughtful and intense performance mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. And I, I really, and the boys do a good job and you really don't know what you're in for until the end. And it's not, I don't, I wouldn't say it's boring. Like you're going to be watching it going, uh, when's it going to get good? I think it's better than that, mm-hmm. but you do have to decide you're going to sit down and watch it and just stick with it. Yeah. Stick with it. It's worth sticking with. I just feel like there's a, I don't know how they could have sort of written in more action, but in, you know, in sort of like the middle of the movie. Possibly, yeah. Outside of them just trying to trick him and just watching it through hidden cameras, there's not really any sort of high drama until the end. Yeah. As, outside of them like arguing with each other because the boys have it out at one point and, and that's just more of like teenage yeah. drama than it is anything really thrilling. Well, it's more of a psycho thriller. And I mean, that's the thing is that you realize at the end that you're not, you're watching a psycho thriller but drama. Till the yeah. end, like not till the end. Right. Like, uh, how how like, oh. interesting it is actually becomes yep. and when especially when you sort of go back and you can put the little pieces together mm-hmm. you're like oh and this and that and this and you're like oh my god yeah this is cool man really cool actually yeah like, really cool it's just there wasn't enough in the meat uh, in, this, in the middle of the movie i feel like that really was um i don't know engaging enter- engaging yeah or sort of just yeah, there was no like real jump scares or there was no other, again, no sort of like second storyline outside of just the kids trying not to get caught or yeah. one of the kids doesn't want to do it anymore. And then the bad kid feels like they have to see it through and they have these couple girlfriends and they have a party and right. shit. But there's nothing outside of that that they have to really battle or I don't know, you know, outside of just like making sure not to get caught while they're messing with James Conn. I really, really definitely think these guys were influenced by that Hitchcock film wrote because because they also shoot it in that documentary style where you're seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, which is the way rope is done. It's done in one shot and Mm -hmm. just of the scene. And I mean, I, I wish someone had said to us before we saw it, Hey, stick with it to the end. It's not going to be the jump scare thing you think. No, it's not you know, at all. If someone said that, I think I would have been like, "All right." Yeah. Well, all right. Cool. That's fine. Yeah, because I don't. I wasn't really sure what direction this movie was going to take, and by the end of it, I was more impressed yes. with the direction they took. Like, oh wow, that's actually better than oh the house was really haunted. Right. And now the kids have real ghosts, and they like like channeled some real spirits or right. some shit like that. Like, I, I sort of assume that's where it was going. The way they did go was much better than that. Much smarter. Much than smarter, that. and it's like more uh, commentary, more yeah. of a, you know actual theme more of an actual message mm-hmm. but 
I feel like with them committing the sort of like the long game to get to that yeah. final. Like, That's it. It's the long game. It was like the long <laughs> game of script writing. Cause yeah. There wasn't a lot they could really do outside of like the cop and being like, everything's okay here. We got to complain. Uh, and then the kids being like, we got to get in there. And oh, the cat found one of our cameras. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, like that as tense as it is. It's really not that intense you know yeah him sneaking in there it's you know and then but then again the by the end it's fucking like great like incredible well because they kind of play tricks with your mind you're seeing it's all about perception yeah. you're seeing something that you, you buy into seeing, and you think yeah. you're seeing and then you, at the end of the film you realize that's not what i saw and that's mm-hmm. the same thing with the boys they think they're seeing something that they don't realize yeah. until the end and, yeah, uh, which is really it's really good it's yeah really, it's definitely worth watching but you might have that sort of like second act slump when you're like okay what am i like where is this gonna mm-hmm. go i hope it goes somewhere cool and then it totally does and you're satisfied yeah but there is that sort of second act slump where you're kind of like okay i don't want to watch them argue on a handy cam anymore <laughs> you know? or like jerk off to porn or you yeah know, drink red bulls or you know like, <laughs> you know uh would you give it I give it like an, by the end of it, it's like an eight, you know? Yeah. So I'd say maybe a seven and a half. Okay. Cause I, yeah, I'd say, I, I'd seven say and a half, solid eight. seven and a half. Yeah. Cause by the end of it, it's like, oh yeah. You know? So I, I raise it yeah. up to like an eight from a seven and a half. Right. Cause you, you know, the, the, the reveal is, the reveal is pretty, pretty impressive. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pretty awesome. That's why I'd give it an eight. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, do seven, five. Also, Taboo. It's our television. Digging it. Yeah, man. Taboo's cool. It's a different pace than other TV shows, but it's its own thing. And it's slowly but surely giving us more and more to this character and to his mission. His mission. This is episode four. And uh, it opens up if when last we left in episode three, his stepmother had been uh, in a compromised situation. And well, she hadn't been, but she's arrested in the beginning of this episode. And she's taken to a horrible prison situation Mm -hmm. and basically threatened by the Prince Regent's man, Solomon, uh, played by um, Jason Watkins, who's a really well-known British actor, mm-hmm. famous for playing this uh, character, vampire Herrick. And really and good. Being human. Really, yeah, really he's good. so good. He's so good. And I wish his part was bigger because he's such a good actor. There's a lot of great br- British actors yeah. in this series. Well, the produ- him producing it, I feel like they really got the right people. They got who they wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean? they did. I'm sure they had a list and they got who the fuck they wanted to play because it's, yeah. The cast, cast is oh incredible. That's one of the reasons why it works. But um, so she's threatened. Basically, I mean, thre- basically, you're going to either stay in this prison and or, die, yeah. or you're going to hand over your Nanunka, the Nanuka, Nanuka sound, Nanuka sound. That's it. Nanuka sound. The island that Delaney owns that everybody wants. Everyone wants this fucking little piece of land that has so much significance. Yep. Yeah, and so she basically heeds tom hardy's advice and refuses to sign even with all the threat of violence and rape he basically says everyone in the prison is going to rape you well he makes her take her clothes off well, he, too like, sh- yeah takes them off like, i mean he, to psych her out yeah, and stuff like that and He's trying to fucking you know intimidate her reminded me of the scene with maggie and the governor 
Yeah. You know, take, take your top off. Yeah. Big tactic. Yeah. And it, and, but she, and he, Tom, well, Delaney had sent to her before she went in there, hold, hold, hold out. I'm going to get, and he basically gets the East India uh, trading company. He plays them against this whole thing and he alerts them of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's in their better interest that she's not, you know, in prison and not selling to the British government. Right. They want it for themselves. Right. So, so he, they get her out. Right. And so she gets out. She comes back to the house. Now she kind of owns, owes Delaney. Yep. Um, she's sort of, you know, but she's still not willing to kind of fuck off like he wants her to. Yeah. She still won't leave. He's telling you, like, this is not safe for you. Yeah. And she's still like, no, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I don't that, know. But we'll uh, what else happens? Uh, he Oh, he meets the chemist played by Tom Hollander, the great British actor who you've seen in all the Pirates movies, a short British actor who's yeah. in a bunch of stuff. Um, he plays this crazy chemist guy. Who's like a philanderer. Yeah. And a chemist. Because that scene, Tom Hardy basically goes and watches him do a chemistry show. Show for all these women. And one of the women comes to him afterwards and he's banging her on the desk. And Tom Hardy just like, all of a sudden he looks up and there's Tom Hardy he's just like, standing there. He's like, don't mind me. I'll wait till you're finished. <laughs> he's like, Jesus Christ, man. Oh, man. He's so good in that role. He's just, it's yeah, it's incredible. it's a fun character. It's a really cool character that he plays, you know? Yeah. And uh, so basically he wants to hire this guy because he realizes he can't get tea. So right. he's going for gunpowder. Yeah, someone who can make it in surplus. Right. This guy can do it. This guy apparently has the chemistry skills. And he says, he's like, if you want to know about something, read my book. And he's like, I did. I read it twice. Yeah. It's really quite interesting. You see, that's the key to that character. He's really smart. He's one step ahead of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. He is diligent. Yep. And so this guy sort of agrees after he hands over a satchel of gold coins. Yeah. Help him out. Right. And uh, at one point later, they meet at the farm where the kid that he's been supporting, who turns out to be his father, Delaney's father's kid, is held yeah. up. Yeah, well, because they need feces. They need pee. manure and yeah. pee to make ammonia, to make gunpowder, yeah. to mix it with ash. And, right. You know, ammonia and ash makes gunpowder or something like this. And, then, you know, the guy's like, there's just not enough here yeah. to make what you need. You know, you're going to have to find a different way. But he's clever. Yep. And that scene's intense because the Americans, meanwhile, have sent an assassin after him. Yeah, some burly guy looks like Robert De Niro and Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, that's what he does look like. That's what he looks like. Yeah. And he sort of blindsides Tom Hardy and basically has him up against the ropes. Right. Knocks his head open and he's bleeding. Yeah. And as he's being pulled away tom hardy was playing possum yeah and, like sticks him with those those little hook knives he has yeah awesome. and he, his like, boots yeah he basically like rips this guy's leg open and, oh. and he starts stabbing his back and the guy's still alive Ugh. and he's like who sent you who who sent you, you yeah then he has him up against this well or something and the guy never really talks does he yeah he, he talked we just i think it was one of those like you can't understand what the uh, British language. Like, oh, really? Sometimes you can't, you know. I thought maybe he just like whispered. I'm pretty sure he talked, but he's basically they don't show it, but he's 
basically disemboweling him. Well, because it's all shot from like above the waist. Yeah. And Tom Hardy has this knife and you sort of, it's sort of like the scene in Braveheart where you know he's being disemboweled. Yeah. And you can't see it and you don't really want to see it. Right. But you have a good idea. And this, I wasn't really sure like if he was disemboweling him or yeah. like castrating him Ugh. or what the fuck. But you could tell it was something pretty awful. Yeah. Definitely a statement. Like you can't, your best guys, like I'm going to fucking open them up man but we find out later because they do show it (laughs) later cut to it yeah and like when they're talking he's like did you have to do blah 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 to him they cut and like not only is he disemboweled but his guts are like hung like silence of the lambs like freaking hannibal or silence of the lambs yeah man and you're like oh my god that's what he did holy yeah yeah that was pretty epic because they're slowly inserting this like game of thrones gore into this show a lot of gore but there's not a lot of gore in Game of Thrones, there's in this show, there's like these glimpses of ultra gore. Yeah. But it's not like gory, 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 violent, violent, violent. It's mostly dialogue yeah. and like disturbing images. But well, then, it is on cable. It's not on pay cable. So. Yeah, but Game of Thrones is gore over your head every episode, you know? Right, because they're on HBO. No, no I mean, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead is gore every episode, and that's cable, you know what I mean? It- yeah, I don't I, know how that works. I don't think it works because this is a different story. Yeah, I like kind of. I'm saying I like how they do that in this right. taboo. Like they're slowly showing you that this is going to get really dark, right. and it has the capacity to get really yes. disturbing and morbid, which is cool. But they don't beat you over the head with it. True. Every no, it's so well done. It's just the art direction on the show is worthy of every award that could possibly be. It's so incredible the yeah. production design and the art direction. Um, what else happens? It's um, so he meets with that sort of transvestite guy again. Oh right. Yes. And he talks about the guy's like, so you're not going to get anything. Are you done now? And he's like, everyone that I know gets what they deserve. And he's like, does that include me? He's like, yes, that also includes (laughs) you. Heartless. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically, the the transvestite guy basically tells him that, look, man, like they're not going to yield to you. Yeah. And he's like, well, they're not going to have to. He's like, I got a whole new idea, business idea. Right. And he ends up plotting uh, with the whorehouse, a heist. Yep. And that goes on simultaneously as he's attending this ball that he's invited to by the Americans. Yeah, the royal, just some sort of gala ball. Yeah. And he goes with... The stepmother. The, the stepmother together. And sure enough, his sister's there. And the Americans are there. Right. And the... Well, her, it's their ball. Yeah, it's their yeah. ball. And that's where he sees the doctor and talks to the doctor about... Oh, he sees the chemist guy and then... the chemist. He's the, uh, like the doctor doctor, though, the physician. Yep. And he's, they talk about how he's like, you know, you killed my guy and now we're willing to work with you. Right. Some, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll work with you. But then he talks to this woman. They goes into a magic... Uh, a magic trick. Like yeah. Like a magic magician's trick with a like a boudoir cabinet. or cabinet thing. And they go in and then they're inside of the trick discussing politics. The, and that's the American woman who's sort of pulling the strings. Yeah. And they go between and they sort of talk about, well, you sent my man. And that's I think that's when they show the flashback of what he did to the I think guy. so, yeah. But um, it's an interesting conversation because it's set yeah. up that like this is as private as they can be yeah yeah like there's nowhere else where they can literally have right be all by themselves but they have very little time yep to have this conversation so they have this like really sort of heavy conversation yeah like a, a minute mere minutes kind of thing or right less you know and so that was pretty cool and i mean it's like a sort of drunken debauchery party too like, yes they're getting drunker and he keeps having these like flashes of them like pulling at him and like like they're rabid and then they're not 
Like right. in his mind, he's seeing them as like rabid animals. Yeah. And then it cuts back to reality and it, they're just really drunk and, you know. And then he, he, you know, they go outside and he has a talk with the the sister and then her husband comes after him and ultimately it ends with him challenging him to a duel. Well, it's pretty, it's sort of more epic than that because they're inside and he's like, you fucked her, you fucked her. <laughs> you know, talking about his sister. Yeah. Because he does this like voodoo sex on her. That's right. the other thing that was in the movie. Or well, that was in the last week's episode. Yeah, the, yeah third, episode three. He does this like voodoo sex enchanting on her. And like the guy's sort of hip to it. Like he doesn't. He yeah, thinks, why is he hip to it? I don't know. I think he just knows by her behavior that yeah. she's fucking like on the side or something. Yeah. But anyway, so Tom Hardy like literally like gut punches him and like throws him outside Mm -hmm. and then the guy's like you're at my party with my society and you (laughs) embarrass me and he's like i challenge you to a duel to the death to the fucking death yeah do you accept dude he's like drunk and angry and and then it just cuts to tom hardy and just sort of holds yeah it just goes black yeah But then they show next week's episode. It's like, okay, duel at dawn. It's like, okay, so he accepts. Uh, I guess he accepted. I guess he accepts. So much for that. I'm going to guess he doesn't die in that. Although he keeps, like, he's got like a million lives. He's got, yeah, he's got some. And we still don't know exactly where his powers are coming from, which yeah. is kind of cool. You know, it's alluded to, it's some sort of African voodoo, I guess. Right. But we really don't know what he is and it's okay that we don't know i I sort of i'm on board with the story and the character so much that whatever they're gonna do with it i trust it and i'm just along for the ride yeah but i'm on board with the way the story's being told yeah this is how they're gonna do it they're not showing and then i met a shaman and then he gave me this like (laughs) bird skull right and then he poked (laughs) me in the eye with it and he (laughs) called me little donnie charlie chan and now I have magic, and, you know, I'm glad they didn't do that in one little flashback, you know. Yes. Kind of gets rid of the mystery. So, yes, it does. yeah, so this next episode, they're going to have a duel, and the guy wants it to be a duel to the death, but I guess we'll see. If I gonna. hope it's to his death. Well, in the preview, they say duel to first blood. And the, oh. guy, and the guy's like, no, death. I said death. And they're like, mm. So I don't know if it's going to be a duel to the death or just... Is it with guns? It's guns, right? I guess so. Not swords. Yeah. It's guns. I think so. I think yeah. it's pistols or whatever. Pistols at dawn. Yeah. Yikes. So, yeah. So when, as this is happening, they're cutting to his buddy and they do this robbery yeah. of the East India Company, I think. Or He's got a bunch of people involved in that. It's it was well quite the heist. Yeah. And they use the chemist's like... Uh, that chemical explosive compound yep. and they blow up the thing and they take it all. And they're they, robbing from the East India yeah. trading company. And they're killing guys. Yeah. Giving guys blowjobs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they do that they, as a distraction. Yeah. And then they cut his throat. Gotcha. Yep. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> never just take an unsolicited blowjob, friends. Yep. It never turns out how you want it. <laughs> it's very okay. dangerous. A risky thing. Yeah. Okie doke. Can't say I understand that one. Well, you know, I mean, when, when does someone come up to you and say, hey, let me suck that dick? <laughs> Stranger. Nah, I can say never. Well, never for me either. But if someone did, I'd be awfully suspicious. <laughs> Sounds like, hello there, strange sir. I'm a young so-and-so. Would you care for a blowjob this fine afternoon? I'm like, well, yeah, you read my mind. It's exactly what I was thinking right now. 
when you came up to me. I'm like, sure hope this. <laughs> I hope she's not asking where the closest Starbucks is. <laughs> I was just like, hey, can I give you a blowjob real quick? Just, I was on my way to Starbucks. Just saw you thought I gave you a blowjob. I'm like, wow, nice, nice. I hope you're not going to like rob me and have your like fucking pimp boyfriend cut my throat while yeah. I'm getting a beige. <laughs> that would be unfortunate it would be very unfortunate you know so yeah be, be weary of blowjobs <laughs> free blowjobs free blowjobs okay I didn't take you out to dinner I don't know you I didn't, <laughs> oh my God. I didn't ask you out you're asking you want to blow you give me a blowjob okay yikes that should be no, no strings attached to this blowjob oh boy well uh, I again really like this show yeah it's awesome it's uh something new we haven't seen a lot of what they're doing before and they're exploring a lot with this character and as you pointed out in our last episode talking about this it's all about this character and everyone's sort of in his universe versus Mm -hmm. bopping around to different parts of the world whole other stories you know yeah yeah they're not doing that i love it and it's great yeah i'm on board you know, there's it's more dialogue. It's less action than what we're used to recently with the shows that are the shows to watch kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but fuck it, I, I, I you know I'm on board. I'm with it. It's right. worth the the pacing is worth it. Well, and to just sort of clarify that it's you know when you're in Walking Dead or Game of Thrones universe. It is, we are now at the wall. Now we are with Khaleesi. Yep. And we're doing the Khaleesi story. Yep. And now we're doing the story of, you know, King's Landing. And there they're, they're whole shows in their own, even yeah. though they connect, but they're they're not connecting. This is, okay, Not we're not always with uh, Tom Hardy's character. No. But every scene is in his character's universe. It's, it's about it's his one motivations. Story. Yeah, yeah, it's all about his motivations and how it affects everyone, right. all the other characters. It's the way they used to do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, you know, like a TV show. Yeah, it's not like five shows and each each storyline gets seven minutes yeah. per episode, and they have to break it down. And it's easier to do that. That's why Walking Dead splits up the group every season. Yeah, because it's easier to commit to four different storylines than one big storyline and have to write it, write it, write it. Hey, speaking of Walking Dead, yeah, uh, speaking the of. mid-season return of seven, season seven is upon us. It's happening yeah. on February, Sunday, February 11th. And While we will in, be in Alaska. Fairbanks, Alaska. Of all places. Folks, yeah. Uh, we will be watching from there. Last year we watched from Doolin, Ireland. That's so funny. Now this year we're watching from fucking Alaska. <laughs> yeah, Fairbanks, Alaska. We will be there to see the Northern Lights. We're also going to be meeting with some folks who put on PopCon up in Fairbanks. And, yeah, why uh, make it easy for ourselves? I right? know. We've got a lot going on in Fairbanks in the art culture. We're going to see uh, and interview folks who are in uh, Inuit uh performing band art show band oh, yeah. yeah art show band alaska musical. native music musicians and artists and yeah. uh that'll be really cool yeah. we got a lot going on there it's, it's gonna be a cool trip man yeah we went but going on a cruise like bill bird that has that whole bit about fucking cruises yeah he does what is it oh you guys it's on this new special okay the specials on netflix you guys should all watch that it's awesome it's called you can oh walk it out or Walk it, walk it off, or something like that. It's, uh-huh. it's funny, man. But the bit about cruise ships is really funny. What does he say? Well, just about how, like, if he had to like wipe out 
the the population because there's so many people on Earth. He would start with people on cruise ships <laughs> <laughs> because how they have no real desire to travel or to go to other yeah. places and see other cultures. Yeah. They just want to be on a boat and be stuffed with food and drinks. Yeah, and true. They yeah. have no real fucking purpose. <laughs> so he would just fly and travel around in a submarine and fucking sink them all. That's awesome. And then, you know, he's like, that's think about it. It's like 3,000 people all at once. <laughs> you guys would be like, man, the roads are so much clearer now. <laughs> You know, like these useless people. No one's going to miss them. No one's going to miss oh, the people boy. that go on cruises. That's funny. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. Well, I mean, and we did go a couple years ago. We went to on a, a mini cruise. Alaska cruise. Yeah. and the But our entire, the best of it was the one day we spent in Ketchikan yeah. going on a helicopter ride. Mm-hmm. And like that was, and then that sort of fueled our interest to go back on to foot. Alaska, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the cruise on the ship thing gets pretty old pretty quick because we weren't like it was only like four days or five days it was not two weeks on a boat no hell no i don't do it i couldn't do it even like it's all just eating and like a lot of eating oh my god and a lot of and it's sort of like a fucking mini theme park crowd it is yeah and just eating and drinking and walking around the boat yeah with a bunch of jerks (laughs) (laughs) stuff in their faces yeah Yeah. it's not exactly you're not really experiencing anything you know no well this is going to be quite the experience we uh had to suit up for it because it's about 30 below there yeah we definitely had to leave our la clothes at home but uh stay tuned for that because we will have several interviews and we'll do a whole recap of uh our trip there and uh walking dead premiere and and the walking dead premiere we will be back with we talk dead the second half of season seven. Yeah, it will return just like that. We saw the promo. The Super Bowl promo was pretty funny. Yeah, the su- yeah it was. Yeah, Negan back came and smashed the football into the over. ground. Football's over. Yeah, walking Dutch bear, motherfucker. Yeah, we have a promo video on our site for it too. Go to uh, the HMCNetwork.com and click on podcast, and you can watch uh, a Memba video. Memba, Memba Carol and her cookies. Remember Star Wars? Remember Negan? <laughs> Remember? Remember Dale Remember and his Wix RV? Gun when it was cool and it worked. Remember Glenn? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Glenn? Remember? <laughs> Remember Sophia's in a barn? Oh, yeah. Remember Shane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. I remember. I remember Shane. And we'll also be back with another episode of the weekly Herald Modcast when we talk about uh, Taboo episode five. Yeah, and we still got some movies coming out here soon too. Yeah. Oh, John Wick chapter John Wick two, part two is coming out. Maybe. That also is uh, hitting theaters on February tenth, and uh, be in Alaska. Yeah. So uh, we will. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. When we're when we get back, we get back. we'll have lots to share with you guys. That's cool. Pretty cool, I guess. All right, well that's it for us, jerks. Yeah, you jerks. See ya. See you later, jerks.